up, what up? Welcome back to 24th and Park. I'm John Olangi here with the homie Eduardo Razo. Um, was this episode three we're on now? Yeah, we're uh, we're on episode three, and I guess people yeah. still want to hear this. <laughs> I'm about to say, man, Ed is letting us continue to do this. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're doing okay, man. Yeah, so again, um, shout out to everybody who um, replied to us, sent us messages, pretty much letting us know that y'all were actually listening to the show. Yeah. So uh, that's always appreciative. Uh, yeah, this is episode three. Make sure to like, subscribe, rate us, review us um leave leave us five stars and all that good stuff on all the dsbs everywhere you can get your podcast and um you know today's show we're going to talk a little uh you wait for champions league draw a little bit of neymar a little bit heat maps and then we're going to talk about some i guess some, some sort of serious stuff at the end yeah. there but but yeah so eddie what's up man yeah i mean let's let's get into this let's talk about the the champions league draw let's I mean, we already know who PSG is facing in the group stage. Not a really difficult group that, you know, they should be able to get through it. But let's not focus on that. We're going to focus more on the draw itself. I I kind of caught most of it, or a little bit here and there at work. I, as someone who was trying to work and, quote-unquote, listen to this, I was mostly just listening to it more, rather than watching it because I had to work. And so... <laughs> Uh, the whole process is still drawn out. It's just like, okay, let's just do the groups. Like, I, I do not, I, I don't know how much people actually care about these awards. Yeah, I don't, me either, bro. Like, I, I was, <laughs> like, I was saying, I don't think the people in the crowd who is 90% is the owners of all the big European clubs and, mm-hmm. um, you know, in UEFA and, they don't care about that. <laughs> yeah. Like they, these, these are people with like uh, extensive schedules and busy schedules and like they're, they don't care about all the fancy stuff. And I understand yeah. UEFA is trying to make it into a production or whatever, but like, yo, we here to figure out who we going to play in the group stage. And that's it. Like everything mm-hmm. else you can, you can make it a separate show. You can make it a different entity within itself and you can still do what you want to do there from a du- from a production standpoint but like all that extra like bro i hate it when i hate when the guy is um is picking the ball and then the other guy is like giving you stats from yeah fun facts it's like when you you ever had one of those you have you ever had one of those lollipops or those ice cream bars and and they'll like once you finish with it it's a fun fact that on the on the little stick part that's what it reminded me of yeah, it's like <laughs> this guy's giving away snapple facts there you go that too yeah yeah snapple facts it's like yo like he's like yeah uh, um and, and and if you don't know ix was one of the cinderella stories like bro we know we all yeah. the champions league last year bro but you know i get it but like like I, I'm with you. I was at work as well, watching it on my phone, and it's just like, all right, this is taking a little bit too long for my liking. I just need to know who we're playing, and that's it. And unlike last season, um, it was real early for us here in the states. Like mm-hmm. it was like I believe five o'clock. In the I got morning, it at eight Eastern eight time. eight eight thirty in the morning or something like that. It was really like I was like just starting my shift at work, and then I. I got yeah, it was really early. 
Yeah. So yeah, I think UEFA. I mean, they're 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 not gonna. They're probably not gonna change anything. And you know, if they get some backlash, maybe. But I doubt it. But just from a viewer's perspective and us as football fans, like it's one of those things. Like yo, y'all can cut back on the production. Like we're strictly here for the. <laughs> For, for for the group the group stage fixtures like that's it you know yeah uh maybe they can i don't even i think they should just have the draw be its own thing maybe they can do these awards at the end of like say maybe the the week the couple maybe the day before the champions league final or the or the you know they can have it there or unless you know the final has a really big impact on who wins what award but uh yeah yeah yeah, well they they got to do something because it's like it's it's there's no fluidity with it because you 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 pick out the teams, you know, the PSGs and the and the Manchester City, you know, the the, the number 1 seeds and then we have to wait for you to do this this uh PowerPoint presentation <laughs> and then you go into who are the teams who are going to be in the pot with them and then you do another PowerPoint presentation, you do an award uh thing you you call out a player's name and they come up there they go through that whole thing and then we're back to the actual reason we're here it's just it's just too much jekyll and hot for me yeah i think i'm just gonna i don't know maybe eventually they just like i said they have something in itself rather than just trying to sneak in a couple of wards here and there uh, yeah, but but be clear, we're gonna watch it again too. Like, and I tweeted it that day. I was like, we know how this is gonna go, and then we still come back and watch it. It's just that's just what we're gonna do. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what's what's next on the agenda? So yeah, obviously the the Neymar saga continues. The never-ending Neymar saga. Uh, that man, I can't believe three days. Three days, three days from yesterday, where we're recording this on Sunday, or two days ago, it was only three days before Leonardo's uh, infamous um, mixer um, interview, where he revealed that Neymar, uh, that Barcelona hadn't officially put in an offer until August the 27th, and it was just a bad look because it's like not only did it cause an entire summer of just tomfoolery, but like from a journalistic standpoint, I want to get your perspective on like, like who, who took the biggest L? I, I, I know one name I can think of the top of my head. Oh, I know like Mark, who, Mark's who been, yeah, Mark's been on the, what's his name? Di, Di Maurizio or whatever. Yeah. DiMarzio, yeah, but no, but I'm gonna go with Paris United. They took the biggest sell because really they were on the what is it, the Rafael Guerrero? Like they they said he was in Paris, gonna meet with the team or or something like that, and then he even said like I'm in Paris, but I'm not to meet with the team. You know, I'm at so and so. You know, he tweeted yeah. at them, and then they stuck to their guns. Not no, I did not see RM. Maybe you caught this, but I did not see RMC report that. You know, they were talking with Guerrero or anybody like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I think Paris, the, the, the the cachet that Paris United built up during that 2007, you know, Neymar, Mbappe window, it's they, they've kind of gone to shit tier now. I, I don't consider them that reliable. 
you know, it, it's just they're done. They're for me, they're done. I mean, yeah, I mean, and they rolled that entire Neymar, you know, announcement pretty much breaking that story, quote unquote. But at this point, like, who is credible? You know what I mean? And this is my issue with soccer journalism is who really is credible. And I kind of like how um, Jonathan Johnson kind of teeters on, like, he plays that game really well where he just he just tells the news. He reports on the news that's already been reported, but he doesn't brand himself as the guy who breaks the news, right? Yeah. As the guy who's... And, and, and I'm sure he has insight on a lot of stuff at PSG with him being in Paris and following the club all the time. And he he doesn't come out here and try to, like, break news and stuff. Like, he just plays it how it goes. But, like, at this point, who's who's really credible, yo? Like, because if, if we're strictly just going by what Leonardo said, that means that entire summer where RMC, L'Equipe, ESPN FC bleach every single sky sky Italia sky Germany all of these um soccer publications they all said that the deal is almost done or PSG want to do this and that and you know it's like mm-hmm. it was like a nothing constant really ever was concrete yeah yeah no like every week or every day you saw something new like PSG wants these players or PSG wants this amount of money or whatever but like like you said, there was no, you know, offer until the 27th, you know, which was a few days ago. <laughs> and then all of August, like pretty much all of August, every day there was something quote unquote new, you know? Yeah, it, it's it, it's just funny. So for me, like I don't have one. DiMarzio obviously is the guy who reported. Or are we going to call him like Mark does? What is it? Defraud, defraudio or something like that. He yeah, started a hashtag. I, I mean, they're they're all they're all sketchy, bro. Like it's 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 a bad look. Like I said, I'm not gonna put it on one person. I think collectively, soccer journalism took a L this summer. Just just a, specifically on the Neymar story. It's like, yo, who's gonna who's gonna be the gatekeeper or the person yeah. to hold these people accountable? And when you think about it. The same people who are supposed to do that, they're the same ones who are out here putting out this bullshit. So it's like mm-hmm. there's no there's no metric or, or no standard. So it just or becomes- the very least they're not saying, hey, during this, you know, they don't like I think we remember during the Kawhi stuff, even yeah. some people were they were it was pretty much like this. You know, it, it was just it wasn't drawn out that long. It was maybe like less maybe about a week. But you had people who weren't reliable finding out news just because they had some sort of relation with Kawhi. I think it was just so similar, but the Neymar stuff was just drawn out for a month. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I I think I I just would like to see them. Hey, this is was, this was the information we got. Maybe this is what changed, like some kind of explanation and an apology to say, Hey, we know we got it wrong, but, you know, nobody, like you said, nobody held him accountable. And it's just, let's just move on to the next thing, you know? Yeah, that's not the game they play, though. Unfortunately, like, that's mm-hmm. not, you know what I mean? That is not going to work well for them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if they were to come out and say that, like, I would love for them to be transparent. But it's just, that's just not how the game goes. And we just got to, you just got to, look, mute the stuff or don't pay attention. Like, don't give it that much gravity. Because at the end of the day, things are going to happen or things aren't going to happen. Yeah. But, as a collective football fans aren't patient enough 
for that and social media all that stuff plays a role in people wanting to be a part of the conversation and have a say so but it just becomes a cesspool of 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 nonsense so yeah yeah i'm i'm, I'm september the 2nd is tomorrow <laughs> that's I'm just late. good i'm i'm over it already like let's just <laughs> get this over with wait, wait. but wait. tomorrow's gonna be a hectic day because i mean i know we don't talk about this but but today there were so many names coming out that PSG were linked to, so yeah. we're not out of the woods yet. Tomorrow, I mean, it's still exciting. This stuff is still exciting. I mean, we did at least some reputable sources that I do kind of, you know, like RMC did report some names, so I kind of think there's smoke, but, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see what tomorrow holds. Absolutely, yeah. I think we, we all have a general pulse on when to, when when we know something is substantial, you know, and and that's 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 just that's for us to know and then for everybody else man they're just gonna people are reactionary it's whatever so let's talk about ghana let's talk about ghana because let's not we're not here to talk about his performance on the pitch but it's it's it goes hand in hand but my god i love watching his heat or i love after every match or at least in the first half i love his heat maps I don't know why. It's just because he's all over the midfield. It's just like it's chaos in the midfield, but in a great way. I just love the guy. Yeah, man. It's uh, when you said I was uh, I didn't get to watch the uh, his his debut match with PSG, uh, Adrisa Gay. And um, and I, I tweeted out like, yo, so how's how's he doing? And you and I think you I believe you sent me a heat map. Yep. Yeah. You sent me a heat heat map and I was I was at, at some event and I was like, Thank you so much, Eddie. This is what yeah. I wanted to see. Like what like if, if I want you to tell if I want someone to tell me or to show me how a player did in a specific game, send me a heat map. I'll yeah. have to tell me everything I need to yeah. know, especially a, a midfielder like him, because you know, for people who aren't aware, it pretty much the heat map shows um, you know the locations and the, where it's more, more where the players' movement is most mm-hmm. concentrated, and with Ghana, it's literally the entire <laughs> midfield. It's the, there's you cannot say this guy dominates the left side of the midfield, the right no. side, just the middle of the mid. No, this guy is all over the place. All over, and we need we needed him so bad, and it's yeah. kind of crazy that he's been sort of our best player in the past two matches. But yeah, yeah. That's, so yeah, and then um. You know, Ed threw out an idea that we should put him on, put his heat maps on, uh, on t-shirts. I was like, yo. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're gonna. I, I let's 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 wait out for those Real Madrid matches and maybe. <laughs> I mean, the guy's been. It's been a while since he's been in the the Champions League. Um, so I'm hoping you know that that riles him up, and bam, you know he he's even more all over the place uh, against you know the likes of Real Madrid. And you know, we'll see. We'll see what the future stores for those heat map T-shirts. But I'm pretty sure they're coming. Yeah, I hope so. And then we can probably do other players too. You know, like yeah, Verratti. I remember Verratti's match last season against OM. I think it was the first time he played OM. He was everywhere. Like we can, <laughs> we can definitely brand those shirts. Yeah. But um, just to move on, um, go go and swing back on to Neymar, but from a different perspective. And obviously, you know, just with everything being in limbo with the PSG fans and Neymar, um, he's still a PSG player, and he recently 
just got a um a, uh, a starring role in a um in a Netflix series uh, called Money Heist. I don't yeah. know if you ever seen Money Heist or you. I've seen their commercials. Yeah, and and if for, for for those of y'all who aren't familiar, the when when Mbappe and Neymar came into the Parc des Princes in one of those matches last season wearing those masks, those masks came from you know he got that idea from from Money Heist, and it's like a Spanish uh, crime uh, type of show where they try to like pull off the biggest heist in in the world, and so just from a marketing perspective, I think it's cool that you know. Something that they they just him and Mbappe just thought of is like yo let let's go to the game and put these masks on and how that has translated into an entire bag for him to generate mm-hmm. some revenue. Like I wanted to get your thoughts yeah. on that. I mean, just I think every superstar is starting to cross over into media or not media, but like, you know like television, movies. I mean, we've seen LeBron, LeBron here in LA. He's gonna be be a part of Space Jam. Um, I know there's a uh, yeah there's athletes are starting to cross over especially once they get into their late twenties they're like okay what's what's next after after sports you know and maybe for Neymar it's acting you know I, I don't know how passionate or you know he is about all that stuff or if he finds that as a as a good escape from football but you know I I think more and more athletes we're gonna start seeing at least the elite athlete crossing over into some sort of movie career television career because i think i remember i heard a lot of uh, i don't know where i heard this saying but you know athletes want to be musicians actors and then musicians and actors want to be athletes so you know it doesn't really surprise me yeah 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 that's very true yeah and i think it is it, it was interesting it caught my attention because i haven't seen um you know, like in, in here in, in, in the States, we see basketball players like go into, you know, other per se. Mm-hmm. But I don't see it much in football In football. When we see anything with related in film or or, or television, it's usually a documentary. Yeah. Soccer documentary on Antoine Griezmann or Zlatan, I believe. Had yeah. one. I, I want to cut you off there because I know in Mexico, there's a couple of guys. I, they weren't playing, but um, I'm not sure some people might remember Cuauhtémoc Blanco. He's a really huge Mexican footballer. And I think post-career, I, I think he was a part of a, a, a television novella, which is like a drama or whatever. You know, the one of those soaps. So I think Mexican. Yeah. This might be just Mexican, but, but they they, be, they, they yeah. can find. I know Guatemala. I'm um, not Guatemala. Um, Guillermo Choa, He had a, a a part in um some type of soap too. So it might just be the Mexican um, footballers <laughs> who somehow end up on soaps. Right, right, right. Well, good. everybody else better get on board because that's definitely an avenue that that that's being uh that's being entertained here. There's there's money to be got, but yeah. That's uh so what I was gonna ask you so if you if you were to pick a PSG player or any footballer for that matter who you would see like being a good oh, actor oh no question like, Kempembe no question do you see the guy rock his af- like his his like when he's not playing his outfits <laughs> I remember there was one I I have this picture where uh he's with Verratti and he's just the guy's 
it's a flamboyant outfit, you know, and, and yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm 90 percent sure that will translate over to the to the to the TV screen, movie screen or whatever, because, I mean, we've seen his his, you know, snap videos and IG videos with, with um Draxler. So yeah. if I had to pick someone on PSG, um, I'm going with Kempembe. Oh, yeah, he's larger than life. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a rock star for sure. So I, I, that wouldn't be far fetched at all. Um, I would say for me, just like I think Cavani has like an actor. Like I, be, I believe he was an actor in his in his past yeah. life or something. Like he just he's got the look. Right? Yeah, I I could see him being like a soap star. And look, he's going to well, you know, this is a report, but he's going to Miami. You know, once his PSG career is over, and there is a certain uh, television. Uh, location there, which is Univision, which is the Spanish soaps. So I'm just saying, you know, he's not that far away from maybe <laughs> Univision contacting him and say, hey, do you want to, you know, let's hook you up with a, a, a soap contract, you know? So, yeah, if the guy's going to be in Miami, might as well think about of a second career. No, nah, that makes sense because, like, I was just thinking when I was saying it, it's like, but like, even though he has like the long hair and he's got that look, that suave look. He he doesn't strike me as someone who could do like action. It'd be very dramatic, right? Like yeah, like he because he's like into farming and you know he lives that type of ranch life. You know he seems like one of those very dramatic people. So yeah, he I can definitely see him doing some <laughs> universe also. So yeah, shout out to Eddie, man. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so just to transition into our last topic i think we're getting on to our last topic here um, it's a more serious topic because it's uh yeah 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 and then we yeah, saw it today too let's i think we should add in what we saw today i mean i mean the the lukaku stuff i mean it goes it goes hand in hand with the the home the homophobia you know banners we're, we were seeing uh this week so yeah it's yeah man it's it's like for me it's 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 just it's almost as, as it's almost parallel to what we were talking about with the journalism uh with soccer there's no there's no um there's no gatekeeper there's no standard there's no one to hold someone accountable because the person who is going to hold them accountable is corrupt themselves it's certain like, in a, in a manner and it makes it it almost makes it feel a little hopeless because it's like, yo, when are they, when are y'all going to actually do something mm-hmm. like, to, so this doesn't happen because, you know, like in, in, and I commend, I commend the French, uh, the LFP and the French referees in the match against, it was, it was the PSG match. They, you know, they, they were saying some homophobic stuff and I believe it was Nice and Marseille in that derby. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there were homophobic, um, chants and and banners being put up and it's just like like obviously that's nasty and and when we talk about the lukaku incident today like obviously there's racism there's there's racism going on but call it out like denounce it or do something to at least acknowledge that you recognize that that's not a good look for you mm-hmm. your sport or your league but like they, they don't do anything so so it's like Who's going to step in to do something? Is, is it, mm-hmm. it uh, going to be the LFP? Is it going to be the Italian Federation, whatever they're called? Is it going to be FIFA, UEFA? Who? 
but nobody seems to do anything, and that just enables all of this, and it's, it's yeah. just nasty. And I've seen tweets, especially on that Lukaku stuff. It's like, you know, some people are saying, you know, if you're an African, why, are, you know, it, why are you going to 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 Italy? Because that's so stupid. You know, that's that's, and, but it's sad as well because it's like, dude, it shouldn't matter where you go. You, know, you should be able to go play wherever without having to think, oh, am I gonna get, exactly. you know, monkey chance. Or stuff, you know, bananas thrown at me. Like it's it's kind of sad that you know you gotta have that, or people are having that mindset for players. Like, you know, like, you know, you, you shouldn't. That shouldn't be crossing your mind. You know, when you're moving to another club, country, league, it should be. You know, how am I going to integrate? You know, into this club with the coach. You know, the lifestyle, my family, etc. It shouldn't be in the. Hey, am I gonna get racist chance? You know, and yeah. you know. No, I agree. I agree. It's it's not it's not what they signed up for, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not that's not what they're going over there for. They're going to play football and do their job essentially. And they don't have to conform for anyone. I don't care what you think. I don't care how racist uh, Italian. Uh, I'm not even gonna. I don't even want to generalize. Yeah. But although it's it's been happening there. More yeah. Than yeah. Yeah, last se- last season we had the whole enter with Kulabali. There's always at least one grand incident, yeah. and and it, it it's I'm pretty sure there's even more because not everybody's a Kulabali, not everybody's a Lukaku who has that well, that's, you know name that's recognition. That's what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say because it seems to be with prominent players. It happened with Moise Keane, uh, the mm-hmm. young striker from Juve. He's in, in the Premier League now, and it happened with Matuidi, and now it happened with Lukaku and it's just like, again, nobody is like, and then this has happened with, I think Cagliari is the name of the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the second time within this calendar year. It's two different seasons, but within this calendar year that this has happened, like it, it, it gets to, it gets to a point where it's like, yo, why aren't we talking about like some type of sanction or relegation or something? Oh, you know, All I've seen is them get punished saying, hey, you're going to play without your fans. That's it. Like, that really doesn't do anything. Like, uh, <laughs> is that it? You know, right. we're still going to play. Exactly. You know? The game is going to be played and they can go home and watch the game on TV. It's not, you know, like it's like these 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 clubs and these federations have to stop letting themselves um get bullied by fan bases like and, and i feel the same way about the ultras with psg you know when they did their little protest or whatever like yo nah like nobody's above the club right in that sense in terms of like yo there's still there's still a hierarchy here and yeah. you know club the fans are fans but there's have to be a there has to be a level of respect and a yeah. level of you know kind of you know you're you're you run the club you yeah. you, you run things and something has to change. And, and I want to also want to point out how yeah. just from a media perspective, how, you know, I was watching one of that, one of the, um, the clips on Twitter. Uh, he was like, when Lukaku scored the free kick, uh, the commentator was like, yep. And, and you just saw that look that Lukaku gave the fans and it was because of whatever, like, come on guys, it's 2019. Yeah. That's what I was going to talk about like, right what now. What does that mean, bro? Like, it don't matter and and that for me is is annoying because even the people who are denouncing the 
racism or the homophobic, they don't even understand the complexity that exists. Mm-hmm. Like being tw- it being 2019 has nothing to do with someone being racist, yeah. bro. Like this is dude. This I is I hate to like, to make this. I hate to bring not not like politics, right? But look, I don't know if you saw on Twitter there was a freaking straight pride parade. You know, there I, I think it was yeah. in um I don't know what's the I think it was I hate to I'm not I'm not gonna guess the city. I I I think I know the city, but I might be wrong, so I don't want to guess. But you know, like over the week, just yesterday, there was like a straight pride parade. You know, so it's yeah, like it's, dude, it's like, who cares if it's 2019? People are still gonna be homophobic. People are still gonna be racist. It's 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 just you know. I think we, we, I mean obviously UEFA can't control everything, but they can control what goes on in their sanctioned matches. You know, and and the leagues, you know, that they that they sanction, like they can do something. Like they could deduct points they can relegate you know hey you know you're relegated you know that's that hurts the club financially you know being relegated and it's just something rather than just saying you're going to be playing without your fans for a game you know because that's all they did for inter you know i think that was just the punishment maybe there's a fine but there's i mean come on you know yeah it's not substantial enough it's like you know, and, and when you look at clubs and you look at, you know, protest and if we go back and going back decades, it's all about finances. That's the only thing that makes an impact when you're dealing with entities such as football clubs or corporations or whatever. Yeah. You got to hurt. You, it's it's about the money. Like, it's, you know, and if, if it is not affecting that, they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know what that is? What's sad is that Juve got punished severely for match fixing or or whatever it was, you know, in the mid two thousands. But you know, for, for match fixing and UEFA and the the you know the local federations aren't doing much to sanction you know homophobia, trans you know all that transphobia, racism, and you know it's just yeah. You bring up you bring up you bring up a good point. They're more serious on uh ffp right like you're you're gonna get uh you're gonna get put out of the champions league if you violate ffp but nothing happens if your fans are chanting uh homophobic and racist stuff like i think yeah. that's very contradictory so it's, and it's kind of contradictory when they have the everyone you know those those armbands that says you respect to play all this dumb shit that they have that they say before a match say football's for everyone or all that you know, it just kind of makes it makes it look stupid, you know? Yeah, it's posturing. And again, it that goes back to my point earlier. It's just like even the people who are, are quote unquote, calling themselves denouncing racism or homophobia, they don't even understand the complexity of the situation and how deep rooted it is and what steps to go. So it's it's. It just leaves you with a bad taste in your mouth. And, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't want to see it in football. We don't want to see it in any sport in that manner. But, man, like the the, the, the higher-ups, like, yo, y'all got to do something. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're, you're pretty much enabling it and saying, oh, this is not an issue at all. And, you, you know, you're looking, you're looking like a clown out here. So. <sighs> we'll, just, we'll just see what, what continues. I mean, at least the LFP is stopping matches. But you know they still got to do a little bit more than you. You just can't do the the 
you know the the bar minimum you know it can't be that you gotta set the bar high because all these leagues someone has to step up you know like somebody has to set the bar high because if the bar is just low then just stopping the matches is you know herald as this great you know this great thing that hey look they're stopping the matches they're not having this you know like that's you know that's just the minimum you know that's what you're supposed to do yeah. <laughs> at minimum yeah that's what you're supposed to do yeah it's it's, it's disgusting baby but yeah we i think we're gonna that that's all the topics we got for today kind of and ended on a serious note here uh so we're gonna go into um i guess the, the craziest tweet funniest yeah. weirdest or whatever what you what did you see this week man uh, I've been meaning to talk about this, but you know, the <laughs> last couple of times. But ugh, I'm just tired of news aggregators. I'm tired of these random pop-up twi- Twitter accounts that, quote unquote, are giving people news on transfers. I- I'm mostly talking about SoccerLink. <laughs> these type of these type of Twitter accounts. <laughs> nah, like, where did you out, come out? Of? out where name, did you come man. out of? Like, <laughs> where did where did this come? Like. I, like I was telling, like I've been tweeting out the last couple of, of days. I'm like, dude, I, I might as well create my own transfer account and just be it be a parody of what the Onion is here in the U.S. And for those who don't know the Onion, highly recommend you go follow the Onion on Twitter because they're it's pretty much parody or sarcasm. It's just really funny. It's 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 there's there's funny stuff and then there's some serious, you know. You know, it, it's serious and funny. It's a good mixture, but it's a lot of, a lot of parody. You know, but it's a really good. It's a funny, funny account. Um, but I just, I was just thinking in my head, if I, if I start something like this, like a, an onion equivalent to a, to a transfer account, I, I, I wonder how many people would actually fall for anything I say, just because I always see people linking to Soccer Link, and it's just like, what have they done like to i mean it's just yeah they come from (laughs) it's just they pop like every transfer window it's like two or three pop up and they have like over thirty thousand followers i'm like people must be really either stupid or naive and it's just like just wait until like the big people say it like it's just i don't know it's just i don't know why people give life to these type of accounts yeah that's 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 the game man that's the game that's that's the world we live in like uh, the football world i should say (laughs) like yeah i don't see that in like u.s coverage like i i do not see like rarely do i see news aggregators because like i I hate to boast but we got some of the best in every sport like watch and basketball and shams baseball you got ken rosenthal football you have um adam schefter um and um hockey you got bob mckenzie so it's like each sport has that one go-to person that okay, even though somebody else is reporting it, I'm gonna wait till that guy says confirm, you know, and then okay, then I'll go ahead and believe that that's happening, you know, or that it's gonna happen. Yeah, granted, now you know, and, and I I completely agree. Obviously, I'm with you, but I think maybe the reason with football it's so saturated and and just overwhelmingly annoying is because the global game right like it's it's the one sport that's played in every corner of the world and so with such a large following comes with large 
You know what I mean? Like it gets yeah. infested with you get your good and the bad and the ugly and the ugly for us is just overwhelmingly annoying. So I think that's that's something to keep in mind just from that perspective and how we, we continuously say that, you know, here in the U.S., we do have the best of the best. But this is one singular country. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about soccer, you're talking about multiple continents and multiple just everything. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about it earlier. I think they the whole journalism, soccer, football journalism took a big L this summer, mm-hmm. man. It was it was real disgusting to see. Yeah. So let's what caught your attention on Twitter this week? Um. So yeah, just to double back on the Popeye sandwich. That by, by the way, have you had it yet? <laughs> I have not. It's just it, uh-huh. I don't know. It's, it's been it's the long lines, and right now it's it's. But every time I get out of work, out. it's 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 hot, and I, now I'm hearing it's sold out, and it's just like okay, I, let me wait until the hype goes down. You know, <laughs> you maybe it goes down, maybe it doesn't. Um, like <laughs> No, I think like just thinking about it from a marketing standpoint, I think it's kind of brilliant from them to stop producing them because people are saying, like, why would they stop producing them? They're making so much money. Like, yo, duh, no shit. Once they bring it back, there's going to be even a greater demand. That's what every every fast food restaurant here in the U.S. has like their key, you know, their key, like they'll have it on for a couple of months and then they'll take it back and then they'll come back next year at the same time. Like every fast food restaurant in America has their, you know, signature limited time only, you know, uh, dish or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's just strategic marketing. But um, but yeah, but the well, that's not what I wanted to talk about, though. The craziest thing for me just like was, you know, reading. So I read a couple of articles about. Um, you know, just the the workers, yo, like the people who were working at Popeyes, like it was pretty, like it, like we 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 laughed and made memes about it and joked about it and, and all that, but like yo, those people were being overworked. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that kind of like for me, it kind of puts in perspective how big the entire thing was, and we're sitting here talking about a chicken sandwich, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know what I mean, and. And this this translated into people who weren't making that much money, who are being overworked to deal with rude customers. Bro, you know how many videos I've seen over the past two weeks of people fighting in Popeyes over the sandwich? Like it's it's like a, it's like a disease almost. Like it's caused like such yeah. a ne- there's a there's a very negative aspect on it too, yeah. man. So I did, I thought that was one of the craziest things for me I saw over the past couple of weeks just. You know how something, you know, just with its with its shock value and how it was like the most talked about thing for the month. But yeah. just looking at it from that from from the perspective of the people that who were in there, I thought that's kind of crazy just to yeah. see that you know how people get affected off of things that make the internet go crazy. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it kind of gets lost in the narrative. So that's that was my my thing that I thought that was pretty wild this week. Yeah, I think that's that's all we got this week. You got anything else you want to add, plug, Eddie? No, I mean, just follow us on Twitter as always, um, underscore Eddie Razzo. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to try to get some writing done. Ed and I are talking about something, but I'm trying to get some writing. I want to get back into the flow of things. Um, but yes, just be on the lookout for anything I write or... And you know our podcast here on on Twenty Fifth and Park and and yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. It's um yeah, I'm definitely I'm actually so be on the lookout on a, for an article this week. I'm writing about a particular PSG player and the Atlanta hip hop duo Outcast. Um, I make an interesting correlation that I just discovered while writing the piece, yeah. you know. And, uh, so <laughs> that's just kind of how it works. You you write it, you go into a writing about one thing, and then you like get this light bulb moment, like, oh, this is actually what I'm mm-hmm. gonna write about. So yeah, be on the lookout for that piece. I'm working on that right now as we speak. Um, and again, continue to uh, to listen to the podcast. Leave us comments. Uh, um, review us and rate us and all that good stuff. Let us know yeah. what you think. Uh, and again, we appreciate everyone for listening. And uh, that's it. That's all we got for y'all today. <laughs>